Hey, Dan. Hey, Kev. Uh, how should we start the show today? I was thinking we'd start the show uh, with our big announcement that we've been teasing over the last couple of weeks. Want to try a beer first? Uh, well, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Wait, it's 9 a.m.? Why are we recording at 9 a.m.? Oh, because we've got real people with real jobs working on our show now. Wait, what? So, like, people with real jobs outside of me and you just doing dumb things? Exactly, that's right. I thought it was going to be just me and you doing dumb things, scraping by, barely being able to get a show out once a week forever. Well, like we talked about, it's about progress, it's about growth, uh, and change, and selling out. Oh, yeah, 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 selling out. I forgot. That's what we always wanted to do. Yeah, remember we said we'd stick by our values until we had uh, a chance to sell out, and that first chance, we would. Good point, good point. So does that mean we have to record at 9 a.m. in the morning every single week? I hope not, uh, but I don't think so. Uh, but we, we do have to be more prepared and a little more responsible now, more organized, a little thing called accountability. I don't know. I don't know if this whole selling out thing is going to be worth it. Uh, well, we'll see who we get uh, to sell to you. So want to try that beer? Let's do it. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is November 2nd, and we've sold out. We've sold out. We did exactly what we wanted to do. <laughs> um, we are compromising all of our values. We are going to the highest bidder. And yeah, I mean, the, the integrity of the show is lost, but... We've got a little money in our pockets. Just kidding. Of course, the integrity of the show is not lost, and we're very excited to announce that we're going to be partnering with a, a little uh, local brewing company you might have heard of, Boulevard Brewing. Yeah. That's going to be the title sponsor of the show. And then we're partnering up with Let It Fly Media here in Kansas City uh, to help us produce the show as well. So, Danny, what does that mean for the show? Are we changing? Uh, no. Are we no. compromised? No, 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 exactly. No, yeah. So we've been working on this for since like May. May we started talking with Boulevard, um, mm -hmm. like because we're very dumb. We were like, hey, we want a big sponsor for the show, and the first name that would come to anyone's mind would be like Boulevard. Yeah. So we just like we're like, yeah, Boulevard. Let's see if they'll do it. Like that mm -hmm. makes sense for our show. It was the first name we thought of. So that was like all the exploration that we did. We met with Boulevard uh, way back in May. Talks were ongoing. They're a big company. They got mm -hmm. a lot going on. Our little podcast, maybe not top of their <laughs> uh, top of their list of things to do, but um, eventually we got it hammered out um, with the Boulevard sponsorship. Allowed us to it allowed us to partner with Let It Fly Media. If you guys don't know Let It Fly Media, you're probably living under a rock, or you haven't seen the rocket ship tweet. Oh, dude, we get to do yeah. the rocket ship tweet, or didn't listen to the latest episode with. Or, with Ben Wolnick. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, that's that's allowed us to partner with Let It Fly Media. They are a real company yes. that has that is a business that cares about making money and profit. You and I have never had to worry about that. That's true. But now with them involved, we do. So now we've taken the Boulevard sponsorship. We're using that to partner with Let It Fly Media hopefully bringing you a, a better produced show. Are you saying my production wasn't up to snuff? Yes. Okay. I'm saying the, I'm saying <laughs> buying all of our equipment on Amazon and simply like, like how we, like how I order wine at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I buy the, the second cheapest bottle of wine at a restaurant, Podcast buying all of our too. equipment being the second cheapest thing on Amazon. Um, 
you know, it got us by, it right? Did. We've been doing this for, for 130 two, episodes. 130 episodes, two and a half years. We've put it out every single week with our second cheapest equipment on Amazon.com. Uh-huh. Uh, but now we've got the legit stuff going. Um, super excited about partnering with Let It Fly and Boulevard uh, for this show going forward. So again, nothing's going to change. We're going to be decked out in Boulevard gear. That's that's very true. I'm excited about that. We've got really nice videos coming uh, coming for you. More content. I think it's going to be end up being more work for us. True. Um, because there's going to be more expectations, <laughs> maybe. Um, so that I'm a little worried about, but I'm just going to make you do all that work. And Thank I'm going to continue to just do the bare minimum, which is what uh, which is what I do. So um, the structure of the show, nothing's going to change. We might have a new segment here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just better quality content. If you maybe just now heard of the show because maybe Let It Fly Media tweeted it out with some rocket ships. I don't know. Um, Kevin and I were brothers. We started the show two and a half years ago. This is our 130th episode. And essentially what it is, state your line. Little fun play on words there with State Line Road. It is a weekly show. We put it out every single Tuesday. uh, And it's about all things Kansas City. Uh, So the Beginning of the show, we're talking current events. We're talking a lot of openings and, and closings of bars and restaurants and, and different events going on in Kansas City. We talk a good amount of sports because mm-hmm. that's just what we like to do. Those are our interests. Um, we have an interview every week. So each week we interview a local Kansas Cityan uh, doing good things for the for the Kansas City uh, community. And, and then we do the back half of the show, which is more... Um, rankings we do what's called a mixed plate every single week where we rank something in kansas city we talk about our personal pine tars which are little things that annoy us um but but that's how the show works it's usually about an hour to an hour and a half every week and so if you're hearing this for the first time welcome we appreciate you listening and yeah that's that's an intro of the new partnership yes and the show in general yeah it's exciting too that we get to partner with some local companies i feel like on this podcast we're all about promoting local restaurants, local businesses, local brands. So it's awesome that uh, we get to do that uh, with these partnerships as well. So we're excited. Um, and, and thanks for listening along. If you're new, welcome to the show. Uh, How's it sound? Sound quality has got to be, it's gotta be through off the, the roof. Off the through charts. the roof. Um, all right. Uh, also, programming note, we're going to be talking about the Chiefs after the game. So we're recording this Monday morning, waiting till after the game, we'll record something maybe from the parking lot, maybe after we get home, we'll see. Yeah. Depending I'm, on how the chiefs do and I'm, how fired up we are. I'm very nervous about now because everyone will be listening to this after knowing the results of the chiefs game. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very, very concerned about, um, people being like wanting to listen to hear us be miserable <laughs> yeah. and, and angry. Well, or hopefully, hopefully people listening because really good things happen. And we had fun at Arrowhead for the first time all year because we were talking about this, Kev. All we want to do is like go to a game and have fun, which we really have not been able to do. And I just want to, I just want to blow them out. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to have to think about it. And God, I, I, I hate that we're recording this before the game. Yeah. Because I'm very nervous about like <laughs> listening to this tomorrow morning and, and then. Well, the, yeah, the tone of the next segment when we talk about Chiefs will be hopefully a very happy one. Yeah. But if, yeah, if, if we can't. Had a fun night, a stress free game, and just put the, put the gas pedal down on the uh, Giants. So. Okay. Um, all right. So cut in, in. We're either going to be happy or miserable starting right now. <laughs> 
All right. As promised, here we are with a little uh, post-game reaction. Uh, we got the W, Danny, so we should be really happy, right? We're in a great mood, like we said we would if we won, right? That's that's what we said? We we said that. Yes, we did. We were wrong. We were wrong. <laughs> sometimes um, sometimes I don't, winning I feel dirty. is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I don't feel any better than I did. I guess I feel... I don't know. I, I really don't know how to feel because because we didn't look like a good football team tonight. Uh, we beat the Giants, who are like uh, I don't know, probably one of the worst teams of the last decade uh, by three points. Uh, so yeah, I don't feel great. And I know that we said in like our past selves, our past mm-hmm. selves said we'd be happy if we won this game. Uh, we're not happy. I've got no voice. My face is red. I got chap lips. I'm not happy. But oh, listen to this, Kev. Mm-hmm. I got leftover Ken Lynn when I got home. So that actually made me very happy. I'll tell you what made me happy. I had leftover Waldo pizza when I got home. Okay. Wow. That's looking at another happy camper. Yeah. Yeah. Hats off to uh, our significant others for, for exactly. organizing that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I have my voice because I decided in the second half that if the defense and the Chiefs weren't going to try as hard as I was, then I wasn't going to yell that loud. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I saved my voice. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone, you know, the game, I, I don't know. Like, we're not a good football team. Um, we're, we're, we're not very good. Uh, we're not good at offense. We're not good at defense. We're not good at play calling. We're not good at coaching. Um, we are we're the culmination of a a very average team with a lot of bad luck. We we do have a lot of bad luck. They're, like if you're pretending that it's not bad luck, those fumbles and and a lot of the other things that that don't go our way, it is bad luck. Um, and and this is this is a lot of bad luck all coming together at the same time as the fact that we're not playing good football. And that's super frustrating and it's not fun being a fan of a team where bad luck and not good football are all coming together and we're squeaking by shitty opponents like like the Giants and our world beating unicorn of a quarterback looks poopy and everything is just not fun and it's not fun being out there. What we said before this game was like, all we want to do is have fun. Mm-hmm. All we want to do is go to a game and have fun. It was not fun being out there. It was not fun being in the stadium. The I had a lot of complaints about the stadium itself. We don't show replays in stadium on close plays. So like when there's a close play or like potentially a bad call, the stadium uh, board, uh, screen video board does not show replays. That's super frustrating. It's like the NFL is doing everything they can to keep their fans in the stadium, except doing everything they can to keep their fans in the stadium. Mm-hmm. How about you show replays? How about you make the in-game experience a little bit better by, by showing replays, by by having stuff on the video board? That doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm venting because I'm frustrated about the product on the field, and it's just not very good. It's not very fun to be out there. It's not very fun to be a Chiefs fan right now. And, you know, I, I don't know. We, we can talk about Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman if we want, but, like, we stink. We stink yeah. all the way around. It's not very fun. That's it. That's all. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Well, I agree. I think it's hard to get – well, 
in game could be better with replays. Yes, because you get that on your couch. And I understand why you maybe want to stay on your couch and not go to the game because you don't get the replays. But when we talked about, and a lot of people asked me, like, how confident do you feel about the Chiefs making the playoffs? And I'm like, well, the team that I've seen this year, like 50, I'll give them like, I feel in 50 50 to make the playoffs because we probably got to go. You know, we get back in like we did that one year when yeah. we were like shit and the Bengals missed that like 35 yard field goal yeah. when, when we backed into, into the playoffs. So I was like, yes, there is a team that I've, I I would feel very confident in making the playoffs, but the team I've seen so far, I give them a 50 50 shot. And th- that's the team we saw again. This is the team that I, I give a 50 50 shot to where we are who we are. We are who our record says we are. We're a 500 team who turns the ball over a lot um, and, and really doesn't do um, doesn't put a full game together has a lot of trouble putting a full good game together. So that's, that's who we are. We're eight games into the season. That's who we are. So this is a team that's a borderline playoff team and that's, that's who we are. We're a borderline playoff team, which is frustrating because you have, like you said, this unicorn of a quarterback shouldn't be a borderline football team, especially when he's on his rookie contract. Like, like essentially like he's he, he, basically this is his last year of, of, of not a big cap hit for Mahomes, And that's frustrating that the team is, is where it is with him not taking up a huge amount of the, the cap right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mahomes is, is not playing well. Mahomes is not, is not seeing the field the way he usually does because of his Halloween I mean, costume. It, it, yeah. We, we, yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah. Maybe he's focusing too much, but I mean, it's been four weeks now um, weeks, weeks one through four, the chiefs offense was first was number one in the NFL in EPA per game um, weeks five through eight. We are 25th in the NFL in EPA per game and EPA I talk about this a lot. Expected points added. It's a very good stat that encapsulates all of the offense. It encapsulates when we make good plays, when we make them, the field position in which we make them. Um, that's a stat that collects all, basically all of the offensive data into one. We were first weeks one through four. Weeks five, six, seven, eight. That's four games. We are ranked 25th in the NFL and EPA per game as an offense. That's not good, obviously, at all. Mahomes is not right. Uh, I think the play calling stinks. I hate the play calling. I have a lot of issues with the play calling. Um, so I think that's a major, major part of Mahomes not being good. Uh, so that's why, again, like, I don't think Eric Bieniemy survives the season if we don't make the playoffs and make a run, and I don't think he should. Um, but, but, yeah, there's just a lot of issues with this team. Uh, we're just not very good and we're not very fun to watch and we're not very fun to, you know, spend eight hours in the cold uh, screaming and it's just not very fun. Yeah. Um, okay, I drink so, a lot of Boulevard beer. Yeah. Boom. That, that, that was good. The 14% ABV on the uh, baklava that yeah. we had that I'm, I'm looking at Mahomes' passing chart uh, beyond 10 yards. It looks like 12, 14, 15. So it looks like he was uh, five for 16 beyond 10 yards. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not Not good. good. And there's some bad, there's some bad film out there too. Like there's going to be a lot of bad film uh, from this game because there was some, 
some bad miss. Mahomes didn't even try. Mahomes had a wide open Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Didn't even look at him. Uh, mm-hmm. just bailing on clean pockets again. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, there's not a lot of confidence in, in the play calling. There's not a lot of confidence in the offense. There's not a lot of confidence in the team in general. Um, I did love the fact that when we got ahead and when we put the opposing team in passing downs, Frank Clark and Chris Jones looked great. Like yeah. when, when the Giants were passing at the end of the game and it was it was passing downs, Frank Clark and Chris Jones looked really good. Um, and so like, that's encouraging the fact that like, if we could get the, the opposing offense into, into passing downs, Chris Jones and Frank Clark can be good, um, Mm -hmm. at rushing the passer, but they just, I mean, we've hardly led at all this year. We're not very good. We have not a lot of obvious passing downs, so they haven't been able to pin their ears back and, and rush the passer, but they did get that opportunity tonight. And I thought that looked really, I thought they looked really good on the last couple of drives. So that was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, Dan Zimmerson's probably the worst player in the NFL. And he, and he sees yeah, a lot of that. snaps. So he sees a lot of snaps for our team. And that's unfortunate. The fact that we have the worst player in the NFL seeing a lot of snaps uh, on our defense. So that's not very funny either. So overall, I'm not having very much fun. I appreciate my wife ordering Kinlan and ordering way too much so that I got to come home and eat a lot of leftover Kinlan. And that I'm very thankful for. I'm very thankful for the Waldo pizza from my fiance as well, but I feel like we're in bizarre world with the heavy criticism of Pat Mahomes from you, the praise of Frank Clark from you. It's a weird, weird, weird feeling. It's a weird season. It's a weird feeling to be in. I'm very confused, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I'm very confused. I, I, a lot of people have asked me like this past, these past couple of weeks, like, how are you feeling about the team? The number one answer is I'm very confused. I don't know how to feel. I assumed Patrick Mahomes would snap out of this. I assumed we would stop turning the ball over. I assumed we would beat really bad teams like the Giants handedly. We haven't done any of those things. I'm Mm -hmm. very confused. I don't know how to feel. All I know is I'm not having fun. And Ken Lynn is good. Ken Lynn is good. Ken Lynn is good. Two truths. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to need to step out of it with uh, the Packers coming to town next week. A lot of Packers fans are going to be there too. So, oh, gross. This, that yeah. game is going to suck because Packers Get fans ready. are the worst. Packers fans stink. Hey, I'm not maybe, going to enjoy that game at all. Maybe we're just playing to the level of our competition right now is what we could hope in that, hey, I'm trying to have a positive spin here. Stop giving me that look. I'm hoping that maybe we're playing to the the, the, the level of our competition and, and, and here come the Packers and, and we'll step up, play a good game uh, because Packers – and um, Cowboys coming up. I think we got to win one of them. I mean, we we're, again, we got to win, get to 10, 10 wins. That's six and six and three in the next nine games. So got to do it. Got one down, six to go. All right. So hopefully that was a happy segment there from uh, recapping the Chiefs game. Uh, Danny, let's get into some openings and closings as we do every week. Yes, sir. Uh, we've got a, a new string hall location opening downtown. Yeah, so this is in the Lightwell building, which is like a big building downtown. And they've had a lot of different restaurants like try to go in there. And they've tried to do like little food courts in there before, but they've done very minimal effort. So Strang Hall, the, the, the people who run that, are moving their concept of that local chef 
food court-ish, but like local, like Parlor and, and, and Strang Hall. They're moving that into the Lightwell building downtown. That's like 11th and Main. Um, it's I think there's a Jason's Deli there or something right now, and maybe like a Starbucks probably. And I hope the Jason Delis stay. Uh, <laughs> I've never been to a Jason's Deli. I'm big on soft serve ice cream. It's it's a interesting place. Jason's Deli. Yeah, they got soft soft serve for dessert. I see commercials for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, just okay. All right. Um, so Strang Hall. I think there's going to be like three restaurants that are going to be in that new Lightwell building. So hopefully those downtown businesses are starting to bring people back and. Uh, that succeeds down there. Maiden KC is also getting into the action. Of course. they Yeah, right? Yeah. They're building a cafe in there. Um, construction on all of that is starting at the end of this year, 2021, hope, hopefully opening next year. So that is a new string hall opening in the Lightwell building downtown. Uh, all right. Also uh, opening, you probably heard about this, our uh, Kansas City women's soccer team has announced the opening of a uh, or the building of a new stadium yes. on the riverfront and their new t- team name, uh, The Current. So a couple of big announcements there. Yeah, thoughts. Um, current. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> because it's right on the river. I it think is. it makes sense. I think they lean into that being right on the river. Um, it makes for a sweet kind of logo. I think also it is kind of very soccer branded mm-hmm. where like it's not a real mascot okay um so i felt like it, it mixed well like as a actual soccer brand it just too. looks it looks a little weird like on when it stands alone because people are just holding a sign that says current and it's like current events current yeah and i wait 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 hold on am i really dumb it, are they spelled differently no 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 they're spelled no the i same. don't think so i was like is current like time is that one R or no? It's not the same. You can't. So um, so it does look kind of weird when you're just holding a current. Yeah. Like I saw I saw Brittany and Pat, and they just were said current. It just said current, and I was like, okay, that it needs the logo behind it. And I agree when when you, when you say like the Kansas City Current or like KC Current, like that sounds good. That has flow. But when it's just the current, it yeah. looks kind of looks kind of goofy. Uh, but the stadium, dude, I'm pumped. We've been think- talking about how, I mean, as long as there's still room for a coconuts on the river market uh-huh. too, yep. of course, uh, I think there will be. John, John Stevens. He's put, listening. But the coconuts, the the coconuts from Lake of the Ozarks just build one on the riverfront. Yeah. And it'll go well, pair well with that new privately funded stadium. Down yeah. There. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. Do you think, uh, here's what I think. I think it should be called Boulevard Stadium. <laughs> I think it should be called Let It Fly Media Stadium. Yeah, maybe we'll get in on that. That's what I think. Rights. Yeah. A completely unbiased opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Boulevard should just be given the naming rights. Yeah, uh, but I am excited for what it does for the riverfront, too. We've talked a lot about how the casino is just a big waste of space if it doesn't get upgraded. Also needs a will. new name. Needs Valley's, a new name, Valley too. Casino's stupid. But I think this makes the riverfront even cooler yeah now, so. i agree i hope they build like a whole riverfront district i hope they get some bars in there um i'm excited about the potential of this plus it's at the end of the new streetcar expansion so the streetcar expansion is going going to the riverfront yep. that will be the end of it until it goes like north kc but it will end at the stadium and then hopefully there's bars down there everything else they to go figured out parking dude <laughs> Have they figured out parking? We need. That's got to be the first question. Wait, wait. Can I even be excited about this stadium without knowing exactly how the parking's going to work? No, you can't. Okay, you have to know about parking first. Exactly. Uh, All right. Uh, Closing this week. uh, This one was kind of some some breaking news as we walked in this morning. But 
Joe's Pizza by the Slice is closing in Westport. Uh, the Pizza How by do the they, Slice what? attached to Kelly's is closing this after is, 24 years. This is shocking. This is shocking. So What did they say? So this just broke? So this just, just broke. Uh, they'd been open since 1997 uh, in Kelly's, and they said they closed for the last time in the early morning hours of October 31st, 2021. What? Uh, so Joe, the owner, Joe Addington, uh, he wants to retire and spend more time with his family. Is he so, Urban Meyer? <laughs> and so uh, he has decided to, to close up shop and said thanks to everybody who's who's been there and for everyone who's worked there. Hmm. And it's closed. Damn. What does what Kelly's need now? In there? We're going to... It needs something... Pizza. It needs pizza or tacos or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or burritos, which is our mixed plate. So yes. stay tuned for that. But um, I, this is surprising because... They have to be like, there's no overhead. Mm-hmm. There's like two employees that work there and they just cook pizza and yeah. sell it for three seventy five a slice. It's sad. Um, you know, I, I think of all those first dates that happen at two in the morning mm. at the round top right in front of yeah. uh, Joe's Pizza by the Slice. And, mm-hmm. You know, sad to see those go. This is a bummer. This yeah. is a, a major institution. We're going to have to reach out to to Joe or or the mm-hmm. Kelly's family for Maybe comment. we can start like uh you know everyone starts bringing flowers and uh okay. start a little bit of a memorial right there. Let's do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and or like dough. You just leave like raw <laughs> dough on the on the doorstep mm-hmm. of it and just maybe hope hope it turns into pizza. Yeah. Uh so Joe's Joe's pizza by the slice uh closing after 24 years sad sad news. Uh also closing or maybe we'd like to see close uh, Tyron Matthew on social media. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is a this has been a story kind of all week. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, the Chiefs stink at football right now, currently, especially on defense. The defense stinks. I don't know if you knew this, but people say things online mm-hmm. about the defense. The defense has apparently taken exception to that. Tyron Matthew, Anthony Hitchens commenting on some Instagram posts saying this is the most toxic fan base. Uh, what do you say? Most toxic fan in base sports. out there in, in sports. sports. Uh-huh. Couple things here. One, like being the most toxic fan base in sports, there's no, every fan base is toxic. I hate those lists that are like, we're going to rank the most toxic. Like being a fan is borderline like a, 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 a a block in our brains that just turns us into different people. Mm-hmm. Like we're not real human beings as fans. And I think like fandom, and we've talked about this a little bit, but like fandom is a toxic ass thing. Like being yeah. a fan of something, your logic goes out the out the window. So like you just turn into a different beast when you're a fan. A player commenting on that is never going to win. Mm-hmm. It's never going to look good. All you're gonna do is look immature. What's the what's the saying like never argue with an idiot because they'll bring you down to their level yeah. of like shit throwing and just like tossing poo and they're better at poo tossing and they're better at so at, internet trolls are better at trolling than NFL yeah. players who are elite athletes yeah. and um, yeah so it's don't just, engage with them yeah no one wins yeah. when a player engages with fans online because like I said never argue with an idiot. Basically, if you're a fan of a team, if you're a passionate fan, you're an idiot. Like you have don't have logical 
reasoning and you cannot process thoughts correctly mm-hmm. when that when you become a fan of something and yeah. especially in the in, in the nfl so like no one wins when nfl players argue with fans online yeah and the internet's not real life i i really doubt that he tyron or really any of the chiefs players have very negative in-person reactions i'm sure people are very excited to see them uh ask for pictures that sort of thing and then people obviously get tough behind a keyboard so but yeah there's no no winning when when you engage yeah. back like that. And and the defense has not been good. Like, yeah. They have to recognize that. They're they're if, expected to win because we're gone to the Super Bowl two straight yeah. years. And AFC their, championship their goal three publicly years. stated is to go to the Super Bowl and so go twenty and obviously out. people are gonna be upset when we're not there. That's what I heard. So um, Tyron, close it, shut it down, turn off the laptop because no one wins. Okay, in also, a throwing contest. I I finally like I'm off defending Jackson Mahomes' TikToks now. Okay, good. Because right, I'm, I'm closing myself on defending his TikToks. I defended, like, <laughs> why did they put him on top of Sean Taylor's number in the first place? Like, that was dumb. It was not his fault. Not his fault. Maybe someone said something mean to him, and he dumped water on somebody. Like, okay. It I was support just that. a little bit of water, and I bet that, that person was being a jerk. Get, that fan wanted, wanted to get water poured on him. And, uh, and now the... Jackson Mahomes TikToks with Patrick just looking miserable in the background has me feeling real sad. <laughs> here's here's my here's my thought on it. Uh huh. I I was encouraged by it. You like that he's ups- or just miserable in him. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is miserable in that TikTok. I think he cares zero about okay. it. So I think he's completely he is he is past that and okay. like he has it looked like he didn't even recognize that it was going on and he is. He nothings. He nothings Jackson and and the TikTok. TikToks. He nothings it. So it okay. doesn't bother him at all. He doesn't even give it a second thought. He nothings it. He doesn't. He's not annoyed by it. He's not excited for it. He nothings it. And that's what he looked like. He looked disinterested. He nothings it. So okay. I, I'm encouraged by that. Okay, that's a good point. So hopefully he's just not phased by it at all. Doesn't really care about it. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, next little. What do we try this week? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's do it. We've got the this Boulevard. Just, what a coincidence. Oh, yeah. What a coincidence. The Boulevard Sugarwood Baklava. Comes out today. Limited release. Comes out November 2nd. Well, November 1st, actually. Oh, November 1st. Oh, sorry. I talked over the. Oh, it's all good. I talked over the opening. All right. So let's we're trying. This is uh, a casual 14.2% alcohol by volume beer that we are trying at, like we said, Nine in the Nine morning. Nine in the morning. Um, 14.2% ABV. And uh, Kevin, tell us a little bit more about the beer. What's it say on there? Let's see what we got. Uh, this is a barrel-aged imperial brown ale with maple syrup and pecan flavor. Wow. It's, it's, it's very, very that, That's thick. very fall. That's very fall, if I may say so. Rich, big maple and bourbon aromas support the rich powerhouse combination of pecan, whiskey, and sweet honey malt flavors. ABV fourteen point two. Uh, all right, let's yeah, give it a try. Just having a sip or two here. It is like maple syrup in the morning, so it's kind of a morning beer. It's a breakfast beer because it's got maple syrup. Okay, I like the pecan I get there, kind mm-hmm. of in the middle of the definitely, taste, and the pecan is very good. It does finish a little sweet with that maple flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little, I would little say sweet, little it's sweet, thick. It's like syrupy, and it's dark. It's like very dark. It's very syrupy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the pecan flavor does it for me. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 
a little sweet for me, but the pecan flavor. Well, you, I like the, the good thing is, is you only need to drink one and you'll have a little good buzz. Yeah. I mean, for context, most wine, in the morning, yeah. most wine is between like 13 and 15% ABV. So, so this is like, wine. It's, a, it's wine. So 12 ounces mm -hmm. of wine. Yeah. That'll get you going in the morning. So yeah, that's Sugarwood Baklava. It just came out today. We got All a right. sneak Limited sneak release. Uh, so go find one. It's going straight to the head. I know that is. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. I haven't either. Yeah. Woof. Uh, all right. So that is what we tried this week. Interview? Uh, interview. This week, we have got Jesse Cole. He is the owner of the Savannah Bananas baseball team. No, no. Sorry, Kev. You totally screwed that up. Okay. We are interviewing the owner of a baseball team. The owner of a baseball team. We're, yes, inter we're literally interviewing the, the owner of a baseball team this week. A successful franchise. Yes. That... Has a world tour now. Yeah, and it's the owner of a baseball team. Just that's who we're interviewing this that's week. Who we're interviewing. No, it's it's the Savannah Bananas. They're amazing. If you haven't seen them, just go on YouTube and and YouTube Savannah Bananas. And there's a seven minute video on there, their story of uh, of the antics that they get yeah. into. But actually, don't don't do that. Just listen to the interview. Yeah, your jaw will drop. Uh, so the Savannah Bananas. Why we're interviewing them is they announced on their world tour they will be stopping in Kansas City to play the Kansas City Monarchs. At uh, their state, what's the stadium called now? It's called Legends Field. Legends Field. Yes. Out at the Legends. So uh, they'll be playing that next May. Uh, so here's our interview with Jesse Cole. All right. Today we are joined by Jesse Cole. He is the owner of the Savannah Bananas. Uh, Jesse, big news. You're coming to Kansas City. We are part of the world tour. We're excited. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how you chose Kansas City, why you're coming here, and then every, everybody wants to know, how can we get a ticket? This is going to be a hot ticket. Yeah, we, we never expected we would come to Kansas City. I mean, the, the reality is the Savannah Bananas baseball team shouldn't even exist. I mean, the, you know, six, six years ago, my wife and I came to Savannah, Georgia to start a new baseball team, and minor league baseball was there and failed miserably. Uh, they left town. And we only sold two tickets in our first three months. So we, we were struggling. Uh, we ended up having to sell our house, empty out our savings account. We were sleeping on an airbed. And then we said we had to be dramatically different. We couldn't be like every other baseball team. So we named the team after the after our fruit, the Banana Nanas. We came up with a senior citizen dance team called the Banana Nanas, who basically mm. danced there. And they're like their 70s. And they like danced of, you know, Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake. You know, we came up with a male cheerleading team, the Mananas. But now they're just referred to as the dad bod cheerleading squad, uh, banana mm -hmm. band, a break dancing first base coach, dancing players. And all of a sudden, uh, every single game sold out the last five years and the wait list grew over 10,000 in just Savannah. So people said, bring the show to different cities. So last year we announced a one city world tour, which is just completely ridiculous. And uh, very unbranded. Yeah, exactly. What city world tour? So we went down to Mobile, Alabama. Uh, we failed in so many ways. That's a whole other story. But uh, we didn't fail in the sense 7,000 people bought tickets. It sold out in 24 hours. And uh, people asked, where can we go next? So we didn't even think about Kansas City. Like, it wasn't on the radar. Like, you know, we have to fly from Kansas, like Savannah to Kansas City. Like, a 16-hour drive, like, the economics don't work. Like, most teams, like the Globetrotters, they bring 20 people. We bring 100. We bring our entire cast, our pep band, our male cheerleading team. We bring the whole show. But the uh, owners of the Kansas City Monarchs started reaching out and said, hey, what will it take? And I was like, we already think of it. I was like, we want you guys here to take the Monarchs. And we visited, loved the city, loved Kansas City. And uh, yeah, we just announced it as a new addition to our world tour. And the response has been gangbusters. Yeah, that's incredible. So uh, if people are kind of interested in, in, in trying, or is there like a wait list that people have to get on? Uh, when are we going to see some tickets? Sorry for the dogs. 
No, dogs are perfect. Uh, <laughs> bring them along. Uh, no, we, yeah, we have a priority list. Yeah. And in the first few hours, once we announced it, you know, over a thousand people joined the priority list. So yeah, the priority list is where it starts. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have surprises along the way. I mean, okay. what's, what we really try to do um, along the process, I mean, we have players playing stilts. Um, you know, we have surprises that happen at a game that people have never seen before. And so we have some unique things planned for Kansas City that we'll probably announce to the list that's coming on the on, on the way uh, towards when tickets go on sale. Yeah, and I know we'll get into the, the history a little bit, but we're going to play some banana rule baseball in Kansas City too, right? Well, what, are some of the, what are some of those uh, banana ball rules that, that we're going to have to play by? Well, you know, the background is, you know, uh, I know there's obviously sports fans. and I know you guys like baseball, but the reality is, you know, I played baseball my whole life. And when you when you stop playing baseball and you sit and watch a game, a whole game, it can actually get a little long, a little slow and a little boring. I'm sorry if I'm upsetting the baseball purists <laughs> out there, but it's the truth. And so what I realized is the game was getting long, slow and boring. We had to add more fun, more entertainment, more show and make the game faster. So even with all the games selling out in Savannah and scalpers and all that, people would still leave the games early. So we said, how do we make a faster game and eliminate all the bad rules of baseball and just add all the fun rules? And so banana ball, it's a two hour time game. Um, what's the most exciting play in baseball? It's the walk-off in the ninth inning. Well, now mm-hmm. in banana ball, every inning is a walk-off situation. If you win the inning, you get a point. So if the visiting team doesn't score, but the home team hits a home run, walk-off celebration, Gatorade showers in the first inning. It's ridiculous, all right? Love um, batters can't step out of the batter's box. I don't know why Major League Baseball doesn't do that right now. I mean, it's a waste of time, batters stepping out of the batter's box. So no batters stepping out of the batter's box. Um, no bunting, because uh, bunting sucks. Swing the bat, you know? All right, I know I'll upset purists, but swing the bat. Uh, batters can steal first. There's, you know, no mound visits. And then the one that everyone loves is if fans catch a foul ball, it's an out. So, and that's happened. Literally, a, a fan caught a ball from the bananas while the bananas were rallying with first and mm. second and they were rallying and that guy caught the ball in the middle of the inning i literally brought the escort a police officer to escort him out of the stadium <laughs> i was so blown away that you would catch a ball of the bananas i didn't really escort him but I, I i made him think we were going to but yes that happens in the game as well so it's just a fast-paced game the last uh, banana ball game we played in an hour and 48 minutes nine inning game that's awesome so, so- uh, Jesse, what's your, what's your story? Um, I was reading a little bit about it, but you were, you were a college baseball player, um, had some offers to go pro blew out your shoulder. And then you became the GM of a baseball player when you were, or of a, of a baseball team when you were 23. Yes. And it, and the, only way you get job, the, the only way you get that job is, is of the worst team in the entire country. Like that team was really bad guys, like $268 yeah. in the bank account, 200 fans come to the games. So that's where it started. So you became the you became the GM of that baseball team, and and then what what you just decided that you're going to be like a total weirdo to sell out games or what? Yeah, I, I woke up. I was like, you know what? I need to be more of a weirdo. And uh, yeah, exactly what you said. No, no, literally, I, I went that first day. I actually made ten phone calls to people in the community, and the team had been there for seven years. And, and I seven of the people said never heard of the team. Two people said they never worked with us, and one person hung up with me. Finally, once I got a meeting with people in the community, they said, ah, we just don't like baseball. We're not that fun. And I started reading it like over and over. It's like, we were college summer baseball. Now the team that's coming to Kansas city is professional. We've started a pro team, but we were college summer baseball. We're never going to be the best baseball team in the country. Mm-hmm. So what could we be the best at? And so finally I was like, one day, like I was at meeting with a president of a company in the business. And, and I was like, we'd love to have your company do an outing. He goes, ah, we hate it. I go, it's not like baseball. He goes, what do you mean? I go, it's a show. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, our players do choreographed dances. I had no idea what I was saying. And and our players did not do dances at that point. But I just said that, like, well, that sounds different. And he gave it a shot. 
And so I had to teach the guys how to dance. And, you know, we did a lot of things that failed. Flatulence, fun night, salute to underwear night, <laughs> grandma beauty pageants. I mean, we failed in so many ways, but we learned that people wanted to come and see the entertainment. So that's where it started. Do you, and, and so then you move to Savannah and you take over the Savannah, uh, Georgia team and, and everything that goes like uh, along with that. And, and now you guys are also a winning baseball team. Um, are you, have, are you collecting um, any money from Ted Lasso from Apple for the Ted inspiring Ted Lasso? Because it seems a little bit of that, right? Like, I don't know. I assume you've watched the show. I don't know if you have, but it, it's about like building a culture of, of fun and respect and having a good time and doing things a little bit different. And then the wins will follow. And, and Ted Lasso, you know, doesn't care about wins and losses. You know, he says he, it's about building the culture. Um, the winning that has followed, has that surprised you at all? Or did you kind of expect that creating this brand and this culture for the Savannah Bananas, like a winning culture would also be included in that? Oh, no. I mean, yeah. And first of all, Ted Lasso is amazing. A uh, huge fan of all that. I've actually, in my new book coming out, I've, I've like quote Ted Lasso throughout, which is funny to quote a fictional character inside a book, mm -hmm. uh, which, yes, I have a lot of quotes. I mean, I, like, like you said, taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. Like he's got so many just great quotes. But um, regardless, uh, yes, no, for us, it was about, uh, it was just about the show and about fun. And what happened was because the players were having more fun, they started performing better. And you can watch it on any, I mean, when the Royals had the World Series run, all the, those, the team just had more fun than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And you can say, oh, well, you have fun when you're winning. I think it's the other way around. If you focus on having fun, the performance takes care of itself. And so for our guys, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I pinch myself because I was sleeping on an airbed five years ago. Our fans line up three hours, four hours before the game. Every night in Savannah, we have fans come in from over 20 to, 30, 20 to 30 states. They buy tickets on StubHub. USA Today did a story how fans are paying $150 to $200 for a Savannah Bananas ticket, which makes no sense at does all. Make, does that like kind of make you mad? Like, dang, should I be selling my tickets for more? You're selling our tickets for like 20 bucks. I'm like, what is wrong with it? And it's our, our tickets are all inclusive in Savannah. So it's like you get all your food and 20 bucks and people are paying. But anyways, um, so people are lined up early. So the players are getting this feedback of, Hey, the more fun I have, the more fans that show up. And then when I do things like, you know, our players playing kick kilts or when they score a run, our first run, the entire team runs through the grandstand and high fives every fan. It is so mm -hmm. bushy. I mean, there's literally no one in the grand in, in the, in the dugout and our players are just high fiving all the fans. Um, you know, our guys, when they score, they have epic scoring celebrations. You know, they play like DJ and they all just go nuts. They start twerking. I mean, it's over the top, but they have such a good time. They play better. So yeah, our, our team's won more games than any team in our league the last six years and two championships, one of the playoffs every year. And we don't focus on the baseball. We focus on the show, the fans and the entertainment. So, yeah. And I also saw that like, as fans are coming into the game, as they're coming through the gates and like giving their tickets, the, the players are out there like high-fiving the fans and all that good stuff. Do you have to sign like a particular guy? I mean, that's a dumb question because obviously you do. But like, I think of the guys I played uh, that played baseball in high school, where I went to high school, they were like, Jocks. the least, they were like the least fun dudes of anyone in the school. And I always like imagine baseball players, college baseball players, like being these hardos that like don't want to have fun and anything like that. So how do you find guys that are good at baseball that, and, and also like want to be a part of the circus and want to be a part of the show? Man, it was hard like as hell when we started, man. Like in Gastonia, I remember the before the first practice, I said, guys, before we practice, we're gonna learn how to dance. 
and they look at me like, what? The Ted Lasso. Heck? I mean, that's so Ted Lasso right there. <laughs> and, and so, and so I brought a, uh, I brought a dance instructor from the local dance studio and she started teaching them to dance. And like a few guys, one pitcher was like, I am not doing this. I'm out. And he went out to I'm the out. bullpen and he's out. But the guys who did it, they were terrible dancers, good ballplayers, but terrible dancers. But they danced that first night and they signed more autographs that night. The second night they danced, they were the fan favorites. The third night they danced, I'm walking through the grandstand and a husband and wife are talking. And all of a sudden I see the wife goes, shut up, honey. They're about to dance. And I'm like, all right, all right, we got something right now. And so what happened is we started showing that and showing that. So now with the bananas, which is stupid, we have over 900,000 TikTok followers, 200,000 more than any major league baseball team. So now our coach told us we have 1500 players reach out to us to play because they can see what we're about, but also they can see they have, I mean, we had um, 71 million views of our videos this past summer. So they're going to get publicity as well. So now, now we're finally attracting the guys that want to be a part of it. Um, but at first it was, it was very hard. Okay. Uh, Jesse, my softball team were right behind you. Uh, we're called. So, have you heard of uh, our MLS team, Sporting Kansas City? Yes, pretty good team. We're yeah. called Jording Kansas City because we wear jorts to our softball games. Perfect. And Perfect. I think I think it is. We have more fun than anybody out there. We've won some T-shirts, and we've got. Uh, we go back and forth. Some I think we might be over three hundred followers on Instagram now, so we're very proud of that. Just a bunch of you know thirty-year-old guys rocking jorts, but. The fun comes first, and then, lo and behold, we win T-shirts. Well, you're on to something. I mean, we need more jorts just in general. And actually, I, so. I, I have uh, – this is my idea notebook. So, basically, every day I write 10 ridiculous ideas of things we can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking a game in jorts has to be on that list. So, yeah. we were going to do a shirts and skins game where we actually paint bananas on our chest. But now I'm adding jorts to this. Yeah, um, mark jorts also, down. We're going off the rails, so I'm going to have on this. I'm Go also going to do a, um, a bottle service this, this coming year. So our banana nanas were in their 70s. So literally, you know, they'll be in their jerseys, and we'll have a huge champagne bottle with sparklers. And a big sign says, happy birthday, Bill. And we're going to deliver it to him as he's getting ready to bat. He has to drink the champagne, grab his bat, and then hit. So that's that's another one of the ideas I got in the mix right now. Yeah, that's that's very beer league softball, to just chug something and then go up to the plate, close your eyes, swing as hard as you can. Oh, we almost got an outrageous league uh, a fine this past year because we had a guy, we had two uh, Savannah banana cream sodas. So we like, we have our own cream soda, our own Savannah banana beer, all that. And he chugged them right before he came out to the plate, it poured it over like stone cold Steve Austin. Like the music came on, he chugged it. And people all said it was beer and the league's like going nuts. I'm like, no, it's our cream soda guys. We're good. But uh, yeah, but yeah, if, if you can do that and actually play, I mean, we've had, you know, we had 10 guys drafted this year in, in the bigs. This, this pro team that we had last year, we had 16 signed by minor league teams. Um, so when you actually have players that are good do it, it actually, it adds validity to the ridiculousness. It's not like, mm -hmm. oh, this is just the Globetrotters playing. No, like it's serious baseball with just an out, a ton of fun on the outsides of it. Does it ever, does it ever get too serious? Do you ever have like opposing teams that maybe are like a little offended or by the mockery or anything like that? And has there ever been like, uh, like tension where it's like, this could, there's about to be like a fight or something like that. Yeah. I've almost had a punch thrown at me. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is, which is hilarious because it was at our home stadium and like 4,000 fans would have my back. Like, you know, it was, it was anyways, it was, that's a whole nother story. Um, yes. So before every game we do weigh-ins like UFC boxing. So we literally bring a scale to home plate and we get a guy on their team and a guy on our team and we wait like it's a full weigh in and they push each other. They shove, they do tug of war once in a while. So it starts then. And then we pick that guy 
to be our donut hitter of the night. And what that means is if he strikes out, the entire stadium gets free donuts. So the whole stadium, when he's batting, you know, like uh, Belushi going toga, toga. The whole stadium's going donut, donut, don't. I have two three-year-olds and they literally say that before they go to bed now. They're just chanting yeah. donut because it's just, it's, it, it's in your, like, it's in your mind. Like you can't hit. So, yeah, so if you took away free donuts, you, it, all your tickets to your games are all inclusive. I assume that doesn't include beer, does it? No. Okay, good. All right, good. That would, that would be bad. But, but <coughs> when did you realize that like creating the demand and just making every ticket all inclusive, you could actually like make money off of that? Because I assume you're still in the business of making money, right? We're in the business of creating fans and the, the money has to take care of themselves. So, and, and like that's, the name of our company is Fans First Entertainment. Our mission is Fans First Entertainment always. Every decision we make is at Fans First. Like if you buy merchandise on our website, there's no shipping fees. You get a custom yellow box with a delivered fresh stamp of a banana. You get a free koozie, a free decal, yellow tissue paper, and a note that says it's been sprinkled with potassium. So we're literally already like, not even including the product, we're already like $10 in to everything. <laughs> so like, we're like, there's no money to be made. Like there's margins, they're small but we'd rather yeah. create fans. And so what's happened, like we eliminated sponsorship from our ballpark. We're the only ad free in the country. It. So we did that, but now our merchandise is four times what we did in sponsorship. You know, we're selling merch all over the world every day, which is really cool. Uh, very little margins because we're giving it all away, but that's just part of our model. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're not like, um, like I'm thinking of the, the greediest owners in Major League Baseball, like the Ricketts who own the Cubs. Um, <laughs> You're, you're like the antithesis of, of the Ricketts, right? 100%. I don't think the Ricketts would ever do a Dolce and banana underwear either with a banana <laughs> on the crotch. So, like, you know, that's not a huge moneymaker for us, but fans wear them, and, uh, which is yeah. ridiculous. So. Yeah. Go ahead, I was going to say, well, I, I know, and, I, and when I think of Major League Baseball, unfortunately, a lot of times I do think of these stuffy owners uh, who aren't fun, who – uh, make baseball not as fun. If you yeah. were given a chance to be like commissioner for the day, or if you could bring a banana ball rule or a, a rule to the game, what, what would you want to bring to major league baseball? I've been asked that question a bunch and I have I'm no, sure. um, it's funny. <laughs> like, you know, I've maybe had people that are like, I've already told Manfred about you that close to Manfred. I'm like, Manfred will never call me. Like, he's not going to talk to this guy, like for any reason. Um, you know, I, I think, Give players permission to celebrate more, to have more fun. Don't drill guys when they're celebrating. Break down the barriers. Get the players in the crowd more, interacting with the crowd. You know, eliminate that. And then for the games, man, every game's getting longer. It has to be mm -hmm. faster. So <clears throat> the easiest yeah. one is batters not stepping out. That'll save at least 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in favor of like Monday to Wednesday nights or Monday to Thursday nights, just seven inning games. Like we've started to do it with the double headers. I was a fan yeah. of that. Like, They're getting rid I of would, that. That's gone, by I the know, way. For I know. I, I, would, I would go to more games during the week if I knew there were seven innings because when I go, I've spent money and I feel guilty leaving early. So I ended up not getting home till midnight on a And Tuesday. it's brutal. And then, you, you, then, then you're hurting that next time they come out. You see, when, mm -hmm. when Major League Baseball needs to realize is that we're in a TikTok world and people are getting entertainment like this right now. They can get any entertainment as fast as they ever have, yet baseball games are getting slower every single year. So by doing these incremental, uh, we're testing the mound going back a foot or uh, yeah. we're testing all these little things. It's all incremental bull. Like just, yeah. just makes, do something big. 
The, yeah. the batter's box thing annoys me annoys me the most, uh, without a doubt about about Major League Baseball. Just the amount of time in between pitches. That's why I love like watching Mark Burley and some of those other guys who work fast because like Maddox in, back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maddox and Burley and and Scherzer sometimes when he's in in a mood and and others um, when they want to work fast. Like that's my favorite pitcher to watch. And then you know bullpen games and those bullpen guys just take forever in between and whatnot. So um, you're also I didn't realize this until, again, I saw it in the ESPN story, but I've seen you guys are responsible for the meme of the news anchor just looking disgusted at the camera. You know, oh, that yes. when, when on, on the okay. local news TV, when they announced the Savannah Bananas and, and the news anchor gives one of the best looks of all Let time, me... and it has become a meme, and that is... I didn't realize that was you guys. Let me take it one step farther, Danny. Let me take it one step farther. The guy who did that is the news anchor in Kansas City now. Did you know that, Jesse? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, wait, wait. The guy that gave the look? Kevin Holmes is now in Kansas City. Jesse, you got to put him in a dunk tank or something at the game for, you know for, that, for that look he gave you when you announced the banana name. It's so funny because he and thousands of other people had that same disgust when we named it. But he got his was on camera, which made it even better. Yeah, um, yeah no. Oh, shoot. I got I to gotta reach out to him. He's, yeah, we, I, I gotta go on his show. We gotta talk. I gotta you say, do. hey, let's go back. Let's show the clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> show the clip, and then like you gotta put him in in one of your dunk tanks or something for that look he gave you, or dress him dress him up as a banana, something. Now he'll be yeah. a man and he'll be part of our dad bod cheerleading squad that night. Yeah, I'm sure he, he he's a nice guy. He'd be a good sport about it. But yeah, that was hilarious. I saw if the you clip. know him, you gotta reach out. You gotta make the connection, man. I saw the clip and I was like. Wait, I recognize that guy from the news. He's on our news channel now. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm making a note of that. That's amazing. It's uh it's a it's an all-time reaction gift though. Just just yeah. timeless. Other other ideas, I think I think you got to do something while in Kansas City. Um you obviously got to do something with barbecue, so I don't know like if a- after a home run, someone's got to finish like half a slab of ribs <laughs> as they're running around the bases. Um or um, dump a, a bucket of baked beans on someone's head or something like that. Um, what about like chug, chug, uh, chug barbecue, pour barbecue sauce all over their face. Like just like when they're mm-hmm. scoring, just dump a Gatorade, a Gatorade cooler, barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, something I like finishing a, a couple ribs as you, as you round the bases. Like that just sounds like a good time in general. Like I can yeah. imagine playing beer league softball. No, I, I love that. Like, a rib. Just from the first base coach, grab a first base coach has to have it. Yeah. You're on something. Cause like we were trying to like, if a guy hits a home run, I want to have the whole team join him for a conga line around the bases. So like have like 20 guys just doing a conga line around the bases, which is the most bush league you could ever do. But giving ribs could add to it as well. This is, this is, this is the kind of organic idea Palooza I'm looking for right here, guys. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I I read you've done like over 500 podcasts. Have you ever gotten this many good ideas from a podcast? No, no, this is brilliant. (laughs) This is, this is why we're coming to KC guys. It's it's electric. You're going to have to be there. And I I like, we're going to have to be a part of this. Like you're going to have to have either the ribs ready to go or just be a part of the show. Yeah. Um, We'll figure something out. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Okay. So as far as the action on the field, we've got, you know, the Monarchs who just won a championship, the bananas coming off a championship. Uh, I mean, this is going to be some good, good baseball there. That's going to be played too. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's banana ball. They've never played before. We, we mm-hmm. will have played. What's crazy is that. So we're who home- has home field advantage, you know, who well, really we're has actually, it? We're actually the home team, which is crazy okay. too. 
So we're the home team in Kansas city, which is, which is amazing. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I think it's, I mean, they're obviously very talented and, you know, it's just, it's still baseball. It's just a faster paced, you know, action packed baseball. The question is, will they get distracted by our breakdancing coach? How will they handle the strike zone of a guy on stilts? You know, that's the, all, all those questions, which you need to ask yourself on a given basis. Who do you find, are they just regular umpires that do these games or do you have to hire like specific umpires? I, again, I'm uh, not trying to say like it's the Harlem Globetrotters because I understand that it's not, but you got to have a unique umpire or get the umpires involved. Right. Oh, if you, if you uh, look looking at the video, you could probably see, uh, you know, we have a professional dancing umpire and uh, yeah, we have an umpire that knows banana ball. So like, I didn't even mention the walk rule. Like walks are very boring. So like in banana ball, if you walk, it's called a sprint. And the, the, the catcher has to throw the ball to every player in the field before it's live while the hitter is running around the bases. So it's at least a double, maybe a triple. It turns oh, a walk wow. into the most exciting play in baseball. So I you have see. to be able to go all four, sprint. Like you have to be, as umpire has to be ready to know the calls. Mm. What's, the, <laughs> what's, the, what's the most efficient way to go around to every player? Do you go like around the infield and then around the outfield or – you go to third yeah, and then yeah, the people that do it wrong, the, they throw, the people that do it wrong, they throw to left field and then out. You got to go third, short, second, first. And you, while you're doing that, the outfielders are running in. Coming in. Smart. So okay. It, we'll it, let it the... ends up a double. But the first time we've ever done it, it was a home run because no one knew where to throw the ball or how to do it. So, but the key is it's penalizing the pitcher. Walks suck. Balls suck. Pass balls. If you throw a pass ball and an OO count, the guy's going to steal first on you. So you penalize all the things oh, that are boring nice. and slow about baseball. That's the whole concept of the, of the game. Love it. Yeah. So uh, is, is split the mascot going to make an appearance? Is he traveling part of the, yeah, the he'll be plus? there. You know, he's, he's still trying to, you know, you know, he's got a lot of, um, you know, the breakdancing coaches and the male cheerleading team, and the banana nanas and our princess potassi and our professional high fiver and our intimidation coach and our six-year-old coach and our grandma coach and all those people have got so much more publicity than split. You know, it, it hurts him a little bit. So I think he's going to come out strong for this tour. I think he's going to come out real, real strong. Yeah. And so for, for people that come out um, and see, you know, the Savannah Bananas play, like, what do you want them to, to take away from it? Like, you know, you, you obviously are, are, are dedicating your life to this. You're putting all of this, um, you know, your passion into this. What do you want people to get out of it? <laughs> what we say in, in, in Savannah that we call it, you know, everyone's starting to call it banana land at our ballpark. And Love it's, it. it's where the world goes bananas. So as soon as you get there, throw away everything else that you're, you're thinking about in your life. You're going to dance. You're going to sing. You're going to cheer. You're going to do things you never thought you would do at a ballpark. And that's what it's about. And I think you watch our players do it. You'll watch me. I mean, there's no chance I'm not throwing the Stolche banana underwear in the crowd during the game. Like, there's no chance. So, like, we, me as the owner, our team, our players, our coaches, we're, you know, we're about to announce one of the most electric coaches in baseball Oh boy. It's going to be a very electric former MLB guy. Um, just, you know, literally throw away everything else in your life, come out and let's just rock and roll and go bananas. And if you do that, you're going to leave and say, that was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. I want more. And you're going to go mm -hmm. home that night and say, you wouldn't believe what I saw at the ballpark tonight. And that's what we're trying to create. Love it. All right. I love that. All right, Jesse, thanks so much for joining us. We're so pumped that we get a, a part of this uh, announcement for this game. So, Again, thanks so much for your time. May 6th, right? 2022. May 6th. Yeah. And everything's on our website, Savannah Bananas World Tour. Oh, you got to do some like uh, margaritas or, or something like that too. 
got Cinco oh, de Mayo. Oh, because we're right, right around Cinco de Mayo. I get it. I get it. We have our so slippery we, bananas, which is kind of like a banana ooh. pina colada. But maybe we'll, yeah, we'll mix okay. it up. So we got. Or, uh, or like a, uh, like a cha-cha around the bases instead of, uh, or, or yeah, something. something the conga something line up. could work. The conga line could yeah. work. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. It'll play. All right, Jesse. Oh, or the so. living pinata. Guys, I'll tell you this. One last one. We did oh, a living, living pinata. pinata. We put an intern in a, in a costume. We bring out kids with bats and have them hit the, the, the pinata, the living pinata. He throws candy and usually gets bruised. We've done that before. <laughs> yeah, love that. Love so that. Maybe the living pinata will make an appearance. All right, Jesse, thanks so much for your time today. All right, thanks to Jesse for joining us again. Uh, I'm really bummed because I already know I'm out of town for a wedding that weekend next year. Uh, so I won't be Damn able it. to make the game. So I'm really bummed about that. Well, but maybe, maybe what if we get like backstage passes? Uh, well, then you'll you'll go. Okay, and I won't. Sweet. Uh, but it's like almost like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah, but but they're uh, but, but they play real opponents. Yeah, they don't they don't have a Washington Generals to play. Exactly. Basically, yeah. but uh-huh. they they've they've made the rules. Basically, like he says, they've taken all the boring parts about baseball uh-huh. and replaced it with something fun and entertaining yeah no so. I, I this is a must see I, I mean so he wanted even though the game isn't until not next like may yeah um he wanted to get this out because like the tickets are going to sell out immediately so you have to get on this waiting list and we talked about it in the interview but go to their website get on the waiting list for this game um this is their first kind of stint in their world tour mm-hmm. uh concept so uh it's going to be a hot ticket um Make sure you make sure yeah. you're there. It's gonna be some good fun baseball with really good, good entertainment just good around it. Fun. I really want to see the how the walks work. Yeah, that's fun and mm-hmm. stealing first base. Stealing first on pass balls. Yeah. yeah, that I would like to see. Um, all right, uh, let's get uh, keep moving along here. Time to get a little Midwest mad. What's Midwest mad? Midwest mad is when we find a, a story in the news, probably about Kansas City being overlooked. Maybe mm-hmm. a barbecue ranking list that isn't correct. Yep. Uh, usually will get us riled up. And uh, we've got a couple of those this week. First off, Nikki Lopez is not a finalist for the Gold Glove at shortstop. What is this award based on? It's about being a good fielder, right? It's the Gold Glove. So I assume it's about okay having a good glove. I don't that know you would if call the MLB knows that or whoever or made these. Rawlings. I don't know if they know. Does that. Rawlings know, know anything about gloves? I don't know. I don't know. It appears um, not. You would think the guy who had the highest fielding percentage at that position might be the most runs. The most runs prevented. The best defensive rating. The highest fielding percentage. The fewest amount of errors. The most OAA, which I don't know what it is, but it's an advanced outs stat. above average. Outs above average. Yes. One, number one, number one, number one, number one. And all those defensive stats, mm-hmm. that's Nicky Lopez. He also batted 300. Not that Ma- that matters, but he's a good player. Yep. Not even in the top three, according to MLB. So um, this confirms that we can't use gold gloves as a serious award anymore. Yeah. Which kind of bums me out because a lot of Royals have won a lot of gold gloves, but it's not a serious award. If, if this is if this is a real thing, if Nicky Lopez is not included, yeah, it's it, it's it's not the best way to evaluate who's the best defender. Then it is not. It um, is no longer. Yeah, and that's that's that sucks. It, it was the best way to evaluate still, yeah. defenders when Alex Gordon was winning, and when it, Salvador Perez wins it, when Salva, Salvador Salvi wins it, when Michael A. Taylor wins it, then yeah, it's definitely a very good way to yeah. evaluate defensive talent. But 
but when Nikki Lopez doesn't, then the award stinks. Yeah. Throw it out. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, a highlight award. Uh, or He's got some but, great but highlights. But he has some great highlights. Throws from the hole, too. Um, so it's upsetting. Yes. I'm bummed. To say the least. And uh, we don't respect that award unless a royal wins it. Yeah. Okay. But only that. Like, we respect the Those, catchers yes. that are being evaluated and left fielders. But they yeah. just can't evaluate shortstop or second baseman because Apparently. Nicky Lopez didn't get nominated last year or second yeah. base either. Um, all right. Also, uh, we've got to get mad at this one. Uh, human, not human, I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, what, what was he announcing? Facebook meta this week? That's right. Or the, the change in name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the background of his announcement, he's got a bookend that is Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last week on the show about barbecue sauces. Uh, when we were debating things. Yes. And I said, like, we can debate barbecue sauces, but if you got Sweet Baby Ray's in your fridge, I, mean, I can't debate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg, to no surprise, big Sweet Baby Ray's. Well, he uses it as a bookend. Yeah. And actually, this is makes me happy. Okay, so because, he's keeping it out of the kitchen. No, 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 no. <laughs> it makes me happy because um, it confirms our prior thoughts that, like, a real human being would not eat Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you're a real functioning human being that's not an alien pretending to, like, an alien pretending to be a human, which obviously Mark Zuckerberg is, yep. if you're a real human being, then you don't like Sweet Baby Rays. Okay. If you're an android or alien pretending to be a human... Smoking meats. It, meats are smoking. Yeah, then, then you use Sweet Baby Rays. So I'm actually very encouraged by this sign because it confirms that real humans... Don't eat sweet baby rays. Only aliens or androids pretending to be humans would actually eat sweet baby rays. So I think all of our opinions about sweet baby rays have been confirmed because of this. So I'm actually Midwest happy about this. Okay. As you flipped that on me. There. I flipped it. Yeah. That's okay. But I agree. Like confirms our I don't have respect for people's barbecue opinions when sweet baby rays is their choice. Yes. And I don't respect Zuckerberg's opinion yeah. on barbecue. It's it's like it, it's like if Zuckerberg likes sweet baby rays. Then you need to reevaluate yep. whether or not it's like when uh, it's like back to the Tyron Matthew thing. Um, X Factor came out in defense of Tyron Matthew oh, okay. and was like, "Hey, Tyron, I get it. Like, you know, us, it's a toxic fan. It's base. a toxic fan base. If if X Factor is on your side in an argument, mm-hmm. just switch. Yeah, just switch your side of the argument because you you don't want to be on that side. You know you're on the wrong so side. So in the last couple of weeks, X Factor's now aligned himself with Jesus." Who's yeah. also persecuted. Yes. And now he's he's sided up with Tyron acting like mm-hmm. they're so Tyron, that's the first <laughs> sign to jump off. And all you sweet baby so rays. He apologized. Yeah. All you sweet baby rays people out there. Jump off ship. You gotta jump off ship because Zuckerberg, yeah. the android alien human, is is on board with you. So just yeah. switch. Um, all right. And then we've got our, our Brittany Lynn post of the week this week. She crushed it. Halloween, Corella Deville. And then Pat as the dog catcher. Mm-hmm. And then little stir as uh, a little Dalmatian puppy. Cute as heck. Cute as heck. Uh, an elite costume this year for Brittany Lynn. I thought Pat was uh, gave more gave a good effort. Okay. Yeah, I thought Pat gave great effort. He had the pipe going. Um, it was a good looking costume. I think it was a little, and I, I hesitate to say this, but like it was kind of a. It was probably the third most popular costume I saw this basic. year. It was basic. It's pretty basic, uh-huh. but. And, and if you have like the resources of Pat and Brittany, like you can't, you can't do a basic costume. You gotta, yeah. you gotta do something extreme because you've got, you've got. Well, Brittany's got a lot going on. She just bought a, 
built the stadium. Yes, that's true. She had to pick current. That's true. Uh, so she's got a lot going on. She can't focus on on the costume. But if you have those type of resources, I think you gotta. You can't do what like our sister did and do, be Corella <laughs> Deville like that. You gotta go. You gotta go above and beyond. But yeah, I, I did appreciate. I, I can't wait for the takes. Like if we lose tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was he too focused on his yeah, Halloween costume? He, yeah, why doesn't he focus more on on <laughs> how to beat a cover stu- two? Why wasn't he be- studying how to beat cover two why, instead of going to a Halloween? Why party? wasn't he studying film? <laughs> there I'm will here, be those takes. I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah. A picture of him dressed up as the dog catcher and then being like, "See, wasn't preparing." Yep. I'm yeah. ready for those. Okay. I'll buckle up for those. Yeah, uh, I'll say them. <laughs> I'll be the ones giving them out. All right, let's move into our uh, personal pine tars this week. Where Life's minor inconveniences can maybe maybe stress you out a little bit, get yeah. you worked up. A little, little bit. bit of pine tar on a bat. Whole big, scene. Big whole scene. Um, and this wasn't too much of a scene for me, but basically I was Bob Ross for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got curly hair, curly-ish hair. Mm. Uh, but Say this, the least. Yeah. Let's throw uh, in a picture of you right here. <laughs> Boom. Uh, yeah, maybe of my Bob Ross costume. Mm-hmm. So I put some cur- curl serum in my hair, <sighs> and uh, now I, I like... Can't can't tame my curls for a couple days. It, it's you got to use control. They're just like staying in there, and it made my hair so curly and such a great afro. People came up and tugged on my hair all night mm-hmm. to see if it was real. It looks so fake. randomly. People were tugging on my hair, and I'm like, okay, like what? Like it's obviously real. Stop tugging on my hair. It looks fake. It looked like a wig. Yeah, uh, a it lot looked of amazing. That. I think what you got to do is wash your hair with like dish soap. I think so too. To get it, to get all that, so. to get that product out. It still out. feels like greasy and stuff. It's very curly. Uh huh. So I can't get it out. And it's a real bummer. It was a hell of a costume, though. Yeah. And now we're on camera today. I had to wear a hat because I was like, I can't. The, the, the curls are still it's there. It's a nice hat. Thanks. Um, all right. My personal pine tar, Kev. The high V yeah. on State Line and 76th great, State Line. Great place. Big high V, right? Big. Like one of the biggest grocery stores in the area. It's a beautiful fall, has been beautiful. It's been a beautiful fall. What do you want to do when it's a beautiful fall? Uh, smoke some meats, barbecue. Maybe, maybe barbecue, out. maybe grill out. The High V on State Line, one of the biggest grocery stores in the area, does not have Kingsford charcoal. What does it have? Like Char King. Okay. This knockoff like- always save BS charcoal <laughs> that looks disgusting. They have Kingsford. Is it like uh, soaked in uh, or lighter fluid? No, too? They, I mean, they had that option, but they had one brand of charcoal, and it was this bull charking bs and like if you're in kansas city if you're a grocery store especially a big one this wasn't like a little uh, smaller grocery store yeah. it was a big grocery store they had one brand of charcoal it was charking it was bs i had to get it because i didn't want to make another stop and i get home i'm i'm starting the charcoal it looks gross like mm-hmm. it looks not like real charcoal and then the bag ripped damn the bag ripped was it wet? I've had no. I've had Kingsford charcoal throwing it around. Yeah. Gotten wet outside. Bag is never ripped. All I did was set it down, bag rips at the seams, charcoal everywhere. It's 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 a clown show. So, anyways, the fact that the high V on State Line does not have uh uh Kingsford charcoal is a crime in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And uh I hope I hope now that all this exposure, maybe the manager of the high V store is listening to this. Get some better charcoal. Listen, son. It's Kansas City. Unacceptable. It's Kansas City. We need better charcoal. We demand better. All right. So now uh, let's move into our mixed plate. Mixed plate. Each week we like to, um, you know, make make a mixed plate. You know, two meats, two sides uh, as we rank something. 
So we'll, we'll have some different rankings each show. Uh, this week we want to talk uh, burritos in Kansas City. We've never done burritos. We've never done burritos. Uh, we've bounced around to different food, but I don't know. I just was craving a burrito this morning, and so I thought... <laughs> You had you had a you had a fourteen point two percent ABV beer, yeah. and also you wanted a, a burrito. This and morning. I had a, got a Snapchat from a friend of the uh, ultimate meat and cheese breakfast burrito from Sonic, which isn't on my list because it's not as local, but it's a great great burrito. Still a good burrito. So I was thinking about it. Um, all right, so we're on episode one thirty one. That means uh, Danny, you get to go first. Yes. With your um, so selection. the mixed plate. If you guys know Gates Barbecue has um, you know mixed plate, two meats, two sides. Yeah. So we're gonna pick four of our best burritos going back and forth. My meat number one, best burritos. I mean, I grew up with this burrito. I was basically raised on this burrito. Um, Manny's Restaurant, as you know, our family is owns Manny's Restaurant, so I was born and raised on the Monterey Pork Burrito. Mm-hmm. The Monterey Burrito at Manny's, smothered in uh, queso. The pork is without a doubt the best meat there. Monterey mm-hmm. Pork Burrito at Manny's, my... My go-to, born and raised on that burrito. I got to go meat number one. That's a good meat number one. That's a good meat number one. It was on my list as well. The pork burrito um, is king there. Yeah. Um, All right. My meat number one here. Got to go with uh, recently my favorite burrito place, uh, Champion Burritos to Go. Mm. Uh, I'm a a special number eight kind of guy. It's got fried potatoes, some jalapenos. I usually go grilled chicken. and uh, it's got sour cream, and you can get kind of the special sauce in there, mm-hmm. too. Uh, comes wrapped in foil. It's an elite burrito. Mm. Really can't go wrong with anything at Champion Burritos to go. Yeah, Champion Burritos is... Up in uh, the Northland. Yeah. I mean, it, it's got a cult following, I feel like, too. And, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. All right. Meat number two for me. I'm going early. Early side. Okay. I'm going McLean's Pepper oh, Jack Burrito. Wow. Breakfast Burrito. Choice. The McLean's... You know, they're a bakery, right? They sell pastries. They make nice little cute cakes and mm-hmm. cookies. Your favorite. Yep. Pretty cookies. Don't think that they can't go ham on a pepper jack burrito. It will, it's very spicy. Perfect heat. It's spicier than you would think from like a little pastry bakery shop. Yep. It's also loaded. Uh, it is the best breakfast burrito in the city. I'm going McLean's pepper jack burrito. Okay. That's a bold statement for the best breakfast burrito. Oh, no. Are you going to take it? Because I am. It's the Poncho's it. breakfast burrito. You can get it any time of the day. That's true. It's open 24-7 on Main. Mm-hmm. Um, it is huge. And then you get the green avocado sauce with it Ooh, for dipping. Avocado. Get extra. Mm. Get extra. You'll want it. Um, and it's 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 a breakfast burrito the size of a Chipotle burrito. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 Steak, potatoes, eggs. Yeah. Steak, potato, eggs. And then yeah, you got to get the spicy avocado sauce. Just like they'll give you one. Ask for extra. Ask, ask for extra. Um, all right, my side number one for best burritos in KC. All right, I'm going Tiki Taco. Oh, okay. They've a got good one. California style burritos, which means they stuff those things full of like French fries and like rice. Yeah, the ones meats. with curly fries are mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, so um, get a little sauce on the side too because last time I had it, it was, a, it was a little dry, but you just pour a little of their sauce on it. Um, and it's that California style curly fries in, inside. It's kind of like a, if you, it's a, it's very much like a late night if you're starving and you just want a scarf type of burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going to go with my side number one here. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'll go with the jalapeno dip burrito 
from jalapenos um, with the grilled pork. Mm. The grilled pork at jalapenos <laughs> is incredible. Oof. Get that in the burrito. Uh, also, I had their wings. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Kevin, this isn't, makes this isn't what we tried this wings, week. but I just want to drop that in there. But the jalapeno dip burrito with grilled pork smothered in their jalapeno dip is a delicious burrito. Okay. All right. Um, side number two for me. Mm. All right. This is a little known spot on the West side called Los Alamos. Okay. I've talked about it before. They have amazing breakfast burritos. I'm going breakfast again. Okay. Amazing breakfast burritos with like this green chili verde sauce, pork inside the breakfast burritos. You get like two for $5. Um, it's kind of a taco, kind of a burrito, but they call them breakfast burritos. So it counts for the category, uh, but they're a little on the smaller side. They're like little eight inch tortillas probably instead of okay. like the 12 inch tortillas. Los Alamos on 17th and Summit up on the west side. Uh, delicious breakfast burritos. The the Verde, the Chili Verde breakfast burritos. Just get it. Don't think twice. All right. I am going to go... I, I'm going to go bigger uh, than your little breakfast burritos and go with the, the Brick House, uh, KC. Oh, uh, yeah. On uh, Martini Corner. They've got the Big Ass breakfast burrito. Okay. Uh, which is phenomenal way to start your Saturday. Uh, maybe if you're a little hungover, it'll just soak everything up. Uh, scrambled eggs, steak, uh, jalapenos, mm. uh, sriracha aioli. It's topped with queso. You get a side of potatoes with it. Mm -hmm. Big ass breakfast burrito is one hell of a way to start your day from Brick House. And I think they have it at um, Social now, too, in Waldo. Oh, okay. They're serving it there, too. So Oof. it's a great brunch item. Hell yeah. Uh, what'd you leave off? So the Burrito Bros in the River Market is a good spot. Um, I've heard good things about Kansas City Taco Company's or burrito, but I've never had it. Um, and, I mean, yeah, jalapenos. Yeah. I've got the Burrito uh, Dorado from Rudy's, which is like their chimichanga smoke. Oh, yeah. Like cheese and enchilada mm -hmm. sauce. It's really good. Uh, and then the La Crema chimichanga from Mi Ranchito. Oh, it's got jalapeno cream cheese stuffed inside. I like the sound of that. Very good. It's very good. All right. Uh, so those are our best burritos in Kansas City. That'll do it for us this week. Um, anything else to add? I hope we're not super sad after this recording the tonight's <laughs> episode. Uh, yeah, we're stoked. I think I think the the new partnerships um, can take this show to the next level. I and I don't even know what that means. Like to, yeah. like take like we, I say that to people like yeah it's just gonna take the show to the next level and I'm like I don't know what that means I don't know what the next level is for a we're podcast okay but we, yeah we're going there we're going we'll there. define the next yeah, level yeah so be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line and we'll see you around Kansas City.